I V M. Hello. Um, so we have Nandan Nilkeni with us, who needs obviously no introduction, and I'll straight away uh, take this opportunity to ask uh, some interesting questions and uh, learn a little bit more about his experience uh, in the Aadhaar project. So, uh, Nandan, it's uh, I mean it's obviously one of the uh, it's the biggest technological project I think the government of India has implemented, and in, in what I admire is it went from an idea in your book to implementation in, in like five years, roughly. Four, four and a half four, years. Four and a half years, right? It's unprecedented in the world. I want to uh, listen to some of your takeaways in doing world-class technology inside government. Because Aadhaar, apart from the fact that people think of it as taking a unique ID to a lot of people, it's world-class technology being developed within the context of a government project. How does that work? Well, you know, we had to build a platform which gave a unique ID to a billion, uh, billion plus people. Mm. And uh, we were also clear that uh, we, we had to do it rapidly mm -hmm. because if you really want to embed some technology into a new fabric, you have to do it so fast that before people sort of realize what's happening, it's, it's, it's all there. there. Okay. And we achieved that. Today we are at 650 million Aadhaars uh, yeah. issued. Yeah. Uh, now the technology, when we thought about the, how to solve the problem, we said, look, we have millions of people in India with no IDs. Hmm. And they don't have names, they don't have birth certificates, they don't have date of birth, they have nothing. They're just non-persons. Hmm. And uh, we came to the conclusion that the only way that we can establish uniqueness with a high degree of robustness was using biometrics. Mm -hmm. But nobody had done it at the scale that we had done it. The largest biometric database was 120 million people with the FBI. Mm. We were trying to build something for 1.2 billion people. So, and most people said it's not possible to do that. Mm. So fortunately, we were able to assemble a team of great technologists because one good thing is that there's tremendous amount of Indian expertise in a wide variety of areas. I got a lot of retired entrepreneurs to come and contribute pro bono to this effort. Mm. And uh, we designed this architecture mm -hmm. to scale it up to a billion plus uh, people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, the way we did it is that we will, we will keep the strategy. Okay. So the strategy was within the government. Okay. Strategy of the overall architecture, the, the protocols, the interfaces, the APIs, all that we designed. Mm -hmm. But actual Im, do, doing something was outsourced to some vendor. Got it. So the reason it was possible is because we were able to assemble a team from both within government and outside mm. who got into the nuts and bolts of how this must be made to work mm. and who had experience with large apps. Got it. And, and so, I mean, even this language, right, of building a platform, being focused more on protocol, I mean, governments are more focused on implementation detail than being a platform and protocol orientedness, right? I mean, do you think this would not have happened if Aadhaar was not a... a a synergy between a lot of people coming from the private sector and the government doing it together and you yourself coming yeah. in mainly from the private sector, was that crucial? Yeah, I think it was an important uh, thing because essentially I had to marry Delhi to Bangalore. Mm. Mm. Right, so Delhi represented government, administration, uh, big, big, big projects and mm. Bangalore represented innovation and technology. Correct. And they're two different cultures. Absolutely. So my job essentially was to marry these two cultures okay. and leverage the strengths of innovation hmm. in a government system to build it as a platform and it's very important that and we looked at GPS and internet as as role models and hmm. we said how do we build an identity platform hmm. like GPS or the internet Got it. And, and so I mean I think critical factor here obviously was getting a lot of these people and getting them comfortable so were people from this Bangalore ecosystem were used to no timings of work, casual dressing, I mean only outcome oriented working, right? Comfortable with the government kind of an approach or did, I mean what what kind of well, plumbing? They, I mean they, they, they were, they were uh, 
challenges in integrating these two cultures. Mm -hmm. But remember that the our head office was in Delhi, okay. our tech office was in Bangalore. Ah. Alright, so, okay. Okay. so so lot of interesting architecture even at the human resource level. Yeah, so if you came to our head office in Delhi, you, you would think of it as a more traditional place. Okay. You came to a tech office in Bangalore, it looked like any other any tech other company. Any other tech company. Alright, so, and, and I mean it was a massive program obviously, right? I mean, did, and you lot, did a lot of unique things in making the program happen, not just are the other people in the government seeing it and and thinking this looks interesting we need to do something similar is that happening is it infectious uh, not enough okay <laughs> actually not many people have come and asked how did you do it ah. whereas a lot of people from outside the country come and ask me how did you do it so I guess a bit of that okay. uh, but but I think uh, but I think it's see we had to design for scale hmm. and so if you look at every piece of our architecture it was designed for scale. So a backend had to be designed to generate more than a million Aadhaas a day. Right. And we realized that there was not, nobody in the world who could do that. So we built a multi-engine platform. So we actually have three engines. Okay. And all the load which comes is divided among three engines so that then we sort of put them in series and yeah. each one does some of it. So all that had to be new innovations. Correct. And it was eventually consistent, not real-time consistency. I mean, you did a lot of, I mean, you used almost all the cutting-edge concepts with large databases. So it was all using happen. Hadoop, yeah. HBase, MQ series. You know. It was built like any Google any, or Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that is but that's because some of the guys who worked on it were top-class architects. Yeah, yeah. it was like, it's architected like any other Silicon Valley project. So, so probably there's an opportunity. I mean, we probably need to do the case study of the how. I think a lot of people are just focused on the on what happened. I think the how has so many interesting lessons. Yeah. So on the back end, we built scalability with technology, mm. and right now the platform can do one and a half million uh, Adas per day. Wow! Wow! And and apart from technology, I'm sure I have all the other things of the people, the process. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things sure. unique into India. But also, the front end scaling was equally important. Correct. So we we designed a multi-registrar model, okay. multi-enrollment agency model. Right. And the idea was that everyone could it was linearly scalable at the front end okay so suppose somebody came to us nsd nsdl came and said we want to be a registrar okay they said join the thing right. and they could add 5000 enrollment stations right. and the system because you you had that complete open api kind yeah. of an approach right everybody and could plug in the data and linearly scalable so that each each enrolling agency does not need to know the existence of any, any other. other so it was it, it was Sort of fragmented in a linearly scalable way. So at peak, we had about 25 to 30,000 enrollment stations around wow. the country, uh, which are all pumping up data, each each not being aware of the other. Hmm. So it was totally scalable, and also it was asynchronous hmm. because uh, enrollments were having happening offline, hmm. and therefore the data had to be uploaded Correct. because we didn't know about te telecom in some village and all that, hmm. and. It, need, it, it, it was not necessary that the entire country be done in one shot. We could do it in multiple passes. Correct. Because we had to make it very resilient Correct. to political sort of situation. Right. And, and did you have, I mean, did you have to do a lot of, I mean, repeat passes because of uh, error control, error corrections? Yeah, but we have built resilience into that. Okay. Uh, so even if, for example, a person enrolls two, three times, hmm. we'll still catch it at the back end. Got it. Okay, this is, I mean, I think, I mean, this is just probably the tip of the iceberg. I, I hope Takshashila goes and does a deeper case study into the whole how it was done. Um, sure. Look forward to that. Thanks so much for your time. Thank, thanks, thanks, Arav.